0: Welcome to the Voice of the Force podcast, Temple Archives Comics, Canaan, Volume 1, The Last Padawan. That was a bit of a mouthful, but anyways, my name is Noma, and I am joined by my co-hosts Ed and Dan. How's it going, guys? Yo.
1: It is going. <laughs> it is going. I don't know about you, but I've uh, been pretty much in my house for the last few weeks, with the exception of oh, taking yeah. my dog for a walk. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I only I only see the sun when I need groceries at this point. <laughs> <laughs> what is... That
2: sounds like an interesting experience.
0: Eh, I, I can
1: live with it. I, it's it's not that different from when
0: I was in college.
1: <laughs> and I guess we can say that Ed only sees no, groceries like when like the sun is down. Mm. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> the opposite. <laughs>
2: but it does feel like that school, like, uni experience all over mm. again, kind of. Yeah. Which right. I, don't, I don't mind. It just it's just weird yeah I didn't think I'd be doing that again so yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. No, it's, it's the same as school you figure after you're done you're done but
2: anyway. yeah <laughs> and it's like, oh no hey welcome back how you been it's like oh
0: god not this
1: again <laughs>
0: uh so if you're wondering what our podcast is about we <laughs> whatever <laughs> do <okay>. you mean <laughs> Yeah, right. <laughs> but yeah, we uh, we like to go over Star Wars canon. So with Temple Archives, we're going to be summarizing this story. We're going to tell you how it relates to Legends and canon material. We'll have a little bit of a discussion after our synopsis. And uh, we'll also tell you where it fits into the timeline. Um, if you are a newer listener, then you might not have noticed too much of a change, but if you're an older listener, you might have seen that our formats changed up a little bit. Uh, we're trying to make these episodes a little more, uh, easily digestible, so Temple Archives is now gonna be books, comics, and movies, but they'll all be separate, and yeah, we'll be releasing those bi-weekly. Uh, so, before we get into the books, uh, Dan, would you like to tell the good people how they can get in contact with us?
1: Not at all. Don't listen to us. Oh. Don't find us on social media. Don't go to our website. Don't do any of that. After day. <laughs> yes. That exactly. sounds good.
0: Good night, folks. <laughs> <laughs>
1: and that's the end of the Voice of the Force. Uh, yeah, you can find us on our website at www.voiceoftheforce.com. You can find us at our email or send us an email at voiceoftheforce at gmail.com. You can go to Twitter and find us at voiceforcepod. And if you want to retweet our new episode tweets, it does help us grow our listener base and help develop more conversation in the Star Wars community. Um, you can go to our Facebook page at facebook.com slash voiceforcepod. You can also go to our Instagram page, which is newer, at instagram.com slash voiceforcepod. You can also listen, rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, TuneIn, Overcast, PocketCasts, and Podbean. Remember... Reviewing our episodes and our podcast with five stars and a nice comment actually helps us out a lot for visibility and uh, lets other Star Wars listeners find us on the internet. And make sure you subscribe for free for the latest episode as soon as it releases, which in this case would be Kanan Volume 1.
0: Mm -hmm. So before we get into the synopsis, we've got our classic little uh public star wars announcement Uh, i'll try to make a bit quicker this time but yeah basically uh overall it's just you know supporting the official release we're all about that here on voice of the force pod um you know don't just be a blind servant to it but if you enjoy content consume content if you don't you don't need to but you know this is the easiest way to let disney and lucasfilm know that we want more comics and stuff like that and you know there's a whole bunch of ways to to do that. you can do physical, digital there's ebooks and not well, not for eh, there's ebooks for this one, no audio book for this one though but uh yeah, with that out of the way, let's start our synopsis. The cover of Canaan the Last Padawan. Uh, The comic is written by Greg Weissman, the penciler is uh, Pepe Larraz, and the cover artist is Mark Brooks. I'm sorry if I mispronounced anybody's names. And uh, the cover is pretty tense. We've got uh, Kanan and his master, uh, Deepa Bilaba, standing off against a whole bunch of, I think this is the Coruscant guard because they've got the red color.
1: Yeah, is it, is it um, Vader's Fist? Or is it like the 501st or something? Uh, 501st no, is
0: Vader's Fist. 501st is blue, I believe. Yeah. Okay. okay. Coruscant, Coruscant Guard is like the 212th, I think.
1: Okay, so that might be these guys?
0: Yeah, I, or either that or messing up that number with Obi-Wan's regiment. But yeah, these are the Coruscant Guard because they've got the red markings, I think. Cody was orange,
2: I
3: believe.
0: Yeah, I or think he's yellow the, or something. Yeah,
1: He was yellow, yeah.
0: Yeah, yellow-orange. He's, he's, like, the 218th, I think. I I can't really remember the there's so many. right now. Yeah. <laughs> <Yeah. Well, laughs> there's so many legions. The, the only other one I remember is the 27th Galactic Marines, but that's those are the guys who kill ki mundi Mundi. Um,
1: oh, no! Out of yeah. all yeah. the ones, you remember the ones that betrayed ki Mundi? Yeah, because they look so cool. Yeah, because
0: they've got, the, like, that, that dark crimson armor with the, the face mask. I don't know, I just really like their design, so I remember it. Wolf Squadron all the way, man. Oh, uh, yeah, man. That's fair.
1: But this, this cover is beautiful, though. <laughs> Close,
0: bros. Yeah, right? It, it it has a really nice atmosphere to it. You know, you've got those reds of the Coruscant guard really uh, contrast nicely with there's, like, a nice blue background of kind of Coruscant with, like, the kind of ghostly image of the newer Kanan from Rebels. Um, See, the cover you're
2: looking at, I see it too. Like, I've had that one. There's, like, five different covers for this.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's true.
2: And... The one like the, there's a cartoonish one kind of where it looks like there's a Padawan Kanan cutting um some B one droids in half. Oh nice. Have you seen that one? No, it's, I haven't. It's a very hilarious variant of it. Now uh, I'll try to post a picture of it on
1: Twitter or something when I can. I just I just love it. That's awesome. It, it
2: looks hilarious. It looks like a Saturday morning cartoon
1: kind of thing. <laughs> I think the one thing I love about this is like it it has like um. A... A realistic feel to it like you know what Kanan looks like in Rebels but then mm-hmm. you get this like realistic look of Kanan in the background mm-hmm. as like a spirit type thing like a how forest he is ghost. right now yeah like almost it yeah. looks like a force ghost type thing um, in the background kind of like how he is at the moment and then in the foreground you have Depa Balaba and Caleb Doom just kind of like surrounded but it's, it's really cool because they do a really good job at making it look realistic but not to the point where like in the Star Wars issues we looked at before the other volumes that like sometimes it looks almost too realistic um Mm. I think they, they did a good balance there and and have adapted Kanan's look very well for the comic
0: yeah no you bring up a really good point because especially with I don't know why it's the Rebels crew but there has been some just with the Rebels all the Rebels characters in general there's been some really weird art of them put out um and no offense to them whatsoever because everybody knows I'm a huge fanboy for them. But some of the fantasy flight games art it's real weird. I don't know if you guys ever saw. I'll see if I can find a photo uh, afterwards. But there was one that people were talking about where there's there's someone did a picture of Thrawn in one of the books, but it looks like he's eaten about like a hundred pies. Oh my god, um, I gotta see this. Yeah, it's, it, At Thrawn, it's real weird. Go. Yeah, I'll, I'll I'll see if I can find it and post it uh, in the links as well, but. Yeah, it it's it's very and then Zeb turns out really weird sometimes as well. Okay. So, yeah, no, it, it's a good point to be able to see like a, a less cartoony canon still done very well is
1: It doesn't take nice you out of it. it.
0: Yeah, exactly. It doesn't look like it's not it, like I'm not confused who that character is.
1: Actually, the one thing I do want to do right at the moment is take a mm-hmm. look and see if the mural from Star Wars Celebration with Canon on it it looks very similar. Give me a second So oh, I can yeah. find that.
0: That's the one with uh, Pierce Brosnan
1: and Thrawn, right? Ah, uh, okay. <laughs> Picture of Canon. It looks different, but it definitely has a similar feel to it. Like they're both—I would say they're both pretty believable, as as far as they go. But I okay. do actually—I like the one on the cover of this more than I do like the one on the celebration banner, right beside really? Pierce Brosnan as Thrawn. <laughs> 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 That's pretty funny. All right.
0: With that covered, let's jump in to our story. The issue opens in the Rebels' timeline, with the Ghost crew making a supply run for the Tarkintown refugees on Lothal. Kanan learns that they're getting supplies from planet Kaller which causes him to remember his past. During the Clone Wars, Kanan, then Caleb Doom, was a Padawan to Jedi Master Deepa Bilaba, and the two fought with Captain Stiles and Commander Grey on planet Kallor to free the world from the Deveronian General Cleave and his Separatist control, though the Kallorans and their leader, Gamut Key, seem indifferent to the difference between Separatist and Republic rule, which infuriates Caleb and the clones. Afterwards, Deepa trains Caleb, and the Padawan admits that he is happy with his place in life now, though he feels guilty about finding happiness during war. Deepa consoles Caleb and gives him a holocron to study from, and the two relax with their clones, discussing matters concerning the war. However, Commander Grey leaves to receive a message, which turns out to be the activation of Order 66.
1: Commander The time has come.
0: Execute Order 66.
3: Yes, my lord.
0: Issue 2. Deepa and Caleb are able to sense the other Jedi of the galaxy being murdered just before their own clones attack them. Though Deepa orders Caleb to run, the two end up fighting and killing a number of clones before realizing they will soon be overwhelmed. Deepa sacrifices herself to allow Caleb time to run and he is barely able to escape the clones and make it to Plateau City, where he meets a Kalaran scoundrel named Janus Kazmir, who gives the starving Padawan food and lets him sleep on his ship, the Kazmiri. Caleb receives an emergency summons from the Jedi Temple, but Janus refuses to take him. However, Janus is then called outside to deal with Captain Stiles, who wishes to search his ship. In desperation, Caleb steals the Kazmiri and flies towards Coruscant. On the way, he receives the transmission from Obi-Wan Kenobi, warning all Jedi to stay away from the Jedi Temple. However, Caleb still arrives over Coruscant, only to be surrounded by a swarm of ARC-170 fighters ordering him to stand down or be destroyed. This is Master Obi-Wan Kenobi. I regret to report that
2: both our Jedi Order and the Republic have fallen with the dark shadow of the Empire rising to take their place. This message is a warning and a reminder for any
0: surviving Jedi. Trust in the Force. Do not return to the temple. That time has passed. And our future is uncertain. We will each be challenged. Our trust, our faith, our friendships.
2: But we must persevere. And in time, a new hope will emerge. May the Force be with you. Always.
0: Issue 3 The Ark Squadron engages the Kazmiri, almost taking out its shields in their first volley. However, Caleb is able to escape and flies back to Kalar, judging it to be a place the Empire wouldn't expect him to return to. Once there, he runs into an enraged Janus and after arguing, the Calarian tells Caleb to go away. Instead, Caleb shadows Janus for a while, long enough that his hair grows to shoulder length. During a deal turning sour, Caleb ambushes Janus's assailants, and the two force the group to scatter. However, Janus reveals he was attempting to put a crew together for a job, and tells Caleb he's just volunteered himself. Janus gives Caleb a new set of clothes, and tells the former Padawan that until he makes a new name for himself, He'll refer to him as Kid. The two break into a building to steal a shipment of droids. However, they are caught by Gamut Key and his soldiers, at which point, Janus attempts to buy his own freedom by revealing Caleb is a Jedi fugitive. Janus Casimir, I place you under arrest. Didn't think I'd recognize you under that helmet, did you?
2: Well, arresting me is your prerogative, Gamut Key. You have that authority. The authority to put a war hero on trial for misplacing a few droids. War hero? <laughs> Since where are you? Or we can make a deal. A
0: plea bargain, if you will. You let me go. And arrest the Jedi instead! Issue 4. Gamut Key arrests Caleb and throws him in prison, letting Janice go in return. He contacts the Empire, and Clone Commander Grey and Captain Stiles receive his message and confirm they'll return to Kalar to execute Caleb. As Caleb contemplates what to do, Janice returns to free Caleb, and the two escape with their stolen droids. The two become successful partners, pulling off many capers and eventually becoming friends. However, they learn that Grey and Stiles arrive at each planet they visit, trying to capture and execute Caleb. They arrive at planet Lon, and Caleb goes to meet their client while Janus goes to procure a spice shipment. To his horror, Caleb realizes their client is former General Cleave, the separatist he and Master Deepa ousted on Kalar. Cleave doesn't recognize Caleb and informs the former Padawan the spice is to be traded for a new ship. However, as Janus unloads the spice, he is ambushed by Commander Gray, who expects Caleb to show up and rescue Janus. Instead, Caleb runs and returns to Cleve, asking him to give him the ship now in return for the spice later, and stating that he should trust him as they're both enemies of the Empire. Cleve takes Caleb to the ship, but they are ambushed by clones and Captain Styles, who plans to execute Caleb now that he's caught him. Something's wrong. An old danger awakens old senses, and unfortunately old reflexes. I don't reach for my blaster, instead I reach for a memory. For a lightsaber I no longer keep at my side. Too late. I realize my mistake. Too late.
3: Uh! Dealer! Now, traitor, we finish what we started.
0: Issue 5. Styles takes Caleb into custody, where he, Grey, and the clones prepare to return to Kalar. Caleb argues with Grey and Styles telling them the Jedi were never traitors and asking them if they believed Deepa, the Jedi they both admired, would have ever betrayed the Republic. Grey is conflicted, but Stiles prepares to execute Caleb. However, the former Padawan was playing for time, and, now able to unbind himself, throws both clones back with a force push. At the same time, Janice and Cleve arrive in their two ships and engage the gazanti class transport the clones are on. Caleb is able to eject himself into space and is picked up by Janus and the Kazmiri. As the ships engage the clones, Gray talks to Stiles, arguing that Caleb may have been right, and that he felt like he was under a spell while executing Order 66. Stiles is adamant that they did the right thing, but Gray is haunted by what Caleb said. Picking up a rifle, Gray destroys the Gazanti's shields and controls, stating he is making things right, as Janus and Cleve open fire and destroy the Gazanti. With the clones dead and Cleave and Janice back on Kalar, Caleb reveals it's time for him to forge his own path after a rocky goodbye with Janice, Caleb sets off on his own with his new name, Kanan Jarrus. The scene transitions back to the Rebels' timeline where Hera asks if Kanan has ever been to Kalar. He responds that, no, Kanan Jarrus has never been to Kalar before. Welcome to Moraga. My name's Morfiso. And you are? The name's Kanan. Kanan Jarrus.
1: Kanan? Kanan Jarus, you in there?
0: Uh, sorry, what were you saying?
1: I was saying we're about to
0: land on Kalar to pick up supplies. And I was asking if you've ever been here before. No. Kanan Jarrus has never been to Kalar. Ever. Issue 6. The Spectre's run to Kaller is interrupted when they realize the supplies that they were meant to get are missing. They are also ambushed by Governor Gamut Key and his men, who received a tip they were smugglers. However, searching the ghost reveals nothing, so the governor lets them go, and Kanan is relieved that Gamut didn't recognize him. The ghosts go to Plateau City to look for leads, and Kanan, who is getting jumpy, goes with Jess Chopper to look for the best smuggler in the city. Though it sounds like the smuggler will be Janice. Kanan finds the smuggler and learns he is Tarpolsk, a Kalarian who betrayed him and Janus in the past. Thankfully, Tarpolsk doesn't recognize them either, and Kanan is able to beat Tarpolsk's thugs and steal the supplies back, though he is stabbed in the back in the process. After the fight, Governor Key arrives, alone, and talks with Kanan, revealing that many of his men are loyal to the Emperor, but Gamut himself is willing to work with the rebellion. After he leaves, Kanan contacts the ghosts to meet him at his location, but passes out from his knife wound. So that wraps up our synopses for the first six issues of Kanan. So, uh, Ed, what did you think about these uh, these six issues?
2: Okay, so I'm gonna go a couple points at a time here and then jump in where I can. Mm. But my first thing when I was reading this, um, I love the fact that they still bring up, because he was a learner at that time, right? So, like, there's the panel where uh, both Deppa and Caleb are doing, like, the form three defensive stance. Mm. And they've got it, like, down pat where they're just both there looking at them. It's like, see, that's what I expect to see in that war, which is bad. Because all the clones see that, too. So by this time, they should have everything down on them. Yeah, so Like, yeah, this is no problem. Hence why Masters are going down so easily, right? Mm. But then, one of my... I wouldn't call him a favorite character, but I really like his design. General Cleave. Guy looks badass. Looks like something out of, um... Not Warhammer or anything, but just like... <laughs> just like, um... What's the it's with the angels and demons and diablo oh okay he looks like something out of diablo with like the way his horns are and mm. everything is they're perfectly curved his armor set everything like that he is a bit of a not nice guy so yeah. i really i really enjoyed just that um that at least for issue number one because mm-hmm. he, he's got like this whole cool look and he's got the command down this weird serpent neck people i don't really understand them too much they <laughs> I, they just remind me of dark souls a lot as well
3: oh, but there's well, that's fair
2: there's one panel where one of the clones just looks so mad after the snake guy insults um that mm-hmm. and he's just like grilling him it's the, it's the bottom panel of page um it was somewhere in the middle of the comic i can't remember where but like He's just glaring him down. It's like, oh, if I just had the order to snap your neck, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I stopped that for a while. just started laughing. But there's another panel where I picture Obi-Wan and Anakin doing this all the time as well, where it's just like they're – it's Deppa and Caleb again, and they're just meditating and training on, like, this cliff or something. And it kind of mm. reminded me of what uh, he tried to do with Ezra as well so it was like he still remembers oh yeah like, still remembers his training and they were like training from like sun up to sundown mm-hmm. and, uh, eating anything and he's just bringing up you know like all his thoughts about the war and everything and it's like okay like issue one for the start of a series is really heavy like mm-hmm. right away because you know what it's getting into but at the same time it's just it's good to see and then finally we get Oh, you know, we're all having joking moments. We're all having this. Here's a holocron, mm. and then right at the end of the issue, it's
3: just—he's
2: <laughs> hey. like the last line I remember because I wrote it down. He's like, "Life is pretty sweet," and right mm. before that was "Execute Order 66." Yeah. Commander Gray. It's, like, <laughs> it's like, it's like, it's okay. It sucks. I'm sorry for you, but I was laughing at the same time, Kanan, because yeah. I know how badass you're gonna turn out to be. But that's just—you're just a kid, and it sucks yeah. that that happens right there. You finally think everything's great. Your master understands you, and you're not—you're not just lost in the world or whatever it is that is going through your head. Mm-hmm. So it's like, yeah, this is, this is nice, but no, no. Here comes <laughs> all the terrible and the years of hiding and all that. But no I issue one I did like uh i'll let I'll let both of you talk about issue one and then one issue two if you want.
0: Sure, uh I mean yeah, like the the you you covered most of the points that I have as well, like the the Cleave thing was interesting i am assuming you thought Warhammer for a second because that bionic eye he has looked looked real warhammer to me yeah, um
2: because like a lot of the enemies we see during the Clone Wars are tacked out. Like, not mm-hmm. just because, like, they have the droids and everything, but you think of General, um, the Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah Trench. Trench. And he was just like, yeah, look at him. He's, like, tech spider. Mm-hmm. Then you look at, um, even Vidian after everything with the Empire. He's all teched out. They're, like, yeah. all their bad guys are like, oh, yeah, are they evil? Okay, they're machines now. It's like, yeah. what are you trying to say? <laughs>
0: yeah.
2: <laughs> Normal That's guy I
0: found... Be- Oh yeah, that's that's always something I found funny, which is what is one of the fastest ways to show that someone's clearly a villain in Star Wars? Well, they're more machine than man now. Yeah, <laughs> even even if you want to put it to like the new stuff,
2: Remember, what's her face that was in the Poe Dameron comics?
0: The the lady. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, she
2: she was like legit bleeding engine fuel.
0: Yeah, <laughs> and it was like okay, sure. But, oh, sorry, right. you continue. Oh, no, no, uh, that's about it. But yeah, like uh, also what you were saying, I also did uh, like how um, they they do a really good job in one issue of painting characters with at least gray arguments. Like I did really like how uh, Caleb is like, I like, I love this. I'm loving all of this. I feel like I belong here and I'm guilty because of that because we're at, why am I finding peace at war? Mhm. Um so I thought that was like that that's just a really nice way to add so much more character depth as opposed to look, he's the plucky young padawan, nothing can go wrong. Um you know, instead now it's yeah, he's the plucky young padawan and everything's going great, but he knows that it he shouldn't be feeling the same way. It it reminds me of uh Barris. Um and her whole thing of, you know, why she ends up turning is because she sees what the orders becoming and it it's not Really, the Jedi anymore?
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so having that that sort of continuing theme of of internal conflict was really nice. Um, and yeah, I think that that was pretty much it for for issue one at least.
1: Yeah, uh, I, I agree with you on all those points, um, you and Ed. But uh, I think I think mm-hmm. a really big thing that I really enjoyed about issue one and like the whole series is just the art style. Like they did a really good job with the art style to make. Like, at the very beginning, you see all the Rebels characters, and they look like your familiar Star Wars Rebels characters. Like, Ezra looks a little Mm -hmm. different and whatnot, but, like, the facial um, expressions and, like, the action sequences when, like, Kanan's, like, kicking droids and, like, slicing them down or when they're, like, running into battle or whatnot, like, a lot of the choices they made for the panels and things um, Mm -hmm. are fantastic. And, like, the the part where um, you see Kanan and Depa Balaba. Kind of like standing on a pile of droids on um, on page ten is just beautiful. Like the the perspective is like behind them, kind of looking up a bit, and you see mm. like the whole castle and the cliff and stuff like that. And they're just you know behind all the clones and stuff as the clones are moving forward, and it's just uh-huh. like you said, the meditation scene on that cliff where they're kind of like in the sunset, and then they finish up at night. Like that looks really good. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of the a lot of the clones and stuff, the ones that they talk to all the time, uh, I can't remember their names, sadly, but they... they Soot. Get, yeah. Big mouth. <laughs> and they they get kind of um, humanized a bit, too, where, like, they actually are laughing and they're, like, joking around with them around a campfire. And then mm. it just it suddenly turns when, yeah, Execute Order 66, and they just turn into these hardened, murdering clones, right? Which, I think.
2: It- that's a scary thing you think of how easily that flip that switch just flipped kind of when it's like all right we were laughing mm-hmm. legit two minutes ago oh but now you're suddenly evil we have to kill you It's just like mm.
1: right and like yeah. imagine that that experience but Sorry. like they don't know what's coming we do but yeah. they, they don't know what's coming and then it happens so fast and they're like what is like what is it? like they have to process what they're going through right now because yeah like they don't know why this happened but They know that the clones are not their friends anymore and they have to survive. And Deppa, you know, eventually makes Mm. the decision to save Caleb. Which
2: it it was so much more believable in the, um, the old, um, uh, commando books with like Niner and Uh, all all those guys, because it really humanized them to the point of when the order came through, they were just like, okay, yeah, no. We've mm-hmm. been around this for a long time. They can actually be like, no, this doesn't make sense. I, I've been around you constantly. Hell, you're my wife. Like, there's no... I, you're not evil, no. Mm-hmm. I don't see this. So like, what the, what is this order? And some of them are actually questioning it. A lot of the squads didn't actually follow through. It was mostly just the new grunts and everything. They were just like, yeah, okay.
0: Yeah. And that, that's an interesting thing that uh, some people might not know. Th- this was a small... Uh, canon chains that they did between legends and new canon because mm-hmm. in in legends uh there was a, a, a rule that they bring up in a couple of the the extended universe stuff where it was there are uh what was it, it was limiters on the clones brains depending on what rank they were
3: yeah
0: um so the grunts like the clone just normal soldiers had the most limiters so they actually didn't have much personality they were almost close to droid they they just would follow orders and be very uh strict to it and then i think commanders had less restrictions mm-hmm. uh commandos had even less restrictions than captains and, and yeah and arc troopers had the the most freedom i yeah, think it was to... yeah
2: and then the nulls were part of that where they were just like yeah no they're Django basically they yeah. they can they were trained personally by him So it was
0: like, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. And and now with um, new canon, they've changed that to, oh, they they wouldn't, as far as I can tell, there were no limiters. Because then the uh, Clone Wars attack on Kamino episode wouldn't make any sense. Mm -hmm. Where fives and echoes get promoted to arcs at the end because that wouldn't work.
2: No, there's no promotion. You are what you are kind of thing.
0: Yeah, exactly. But I think they, they made up for that with the whole biochips thing that they go into in Yeah. lost archives.
1: Now, the one thing I wanted to bring up is something that I noticed in chapter or issue two was the, mm-hmm. um, the lightsabers of Depa Balaba and Caleb. They're almost identical apart from the color. I don't know if you guys noticed that.
2: Yeah, like the way they've made them. Yeah, like they like have that,
1: that like um, that kind of circular hand guard with the lines going down, and they have like the almost like um, cup-like top to it with the um, the emitter, the emitter, which is like kind of like a it extends a little bit on one mm-hmm. side, and they're they're pretty much the exact same lightsaber. I didn't realize that. I was like, did he take her lightsaber? And then I look back, I'm like, no, no, her lightsaber is green, but it, like the hilt and everything looks very similar i okay. just i didn't notice Which, that until just now see and that shows like
2: the kind of personality that caleb had at that time i guess from was just like you know what that's supposed to reflect you but mm. like the fact that it's so similar almost identical to his master is just like all right well think of how like either how close or how much he depended on her i guess right and mm. just leading into issue two because when he's with casimir uh he's basically just like okay what do i do now kind of thing like that right it's like dude you're you're a padawan so you're not necessarily a kid and you mm. should know some things but the fact that he's so dependent it's just like and then the next line is my favorite friend from the issue because it's just like did, didn't did they teach you anything usual in that temple of yours and it's just like honestly no
1: yeah exactly <laughs> Like they've
2: taught you everything about but except how to be
1: mm-hmm. how to be a person it's, in in our world that it is right yeah. and apart from being yeah. a temple a temple kid
3: yeah
0: yeah and and that line also gave me a lot of um insight into just I guess another way that the purges were effective because you're right like even if a padawan survives unless they were in the same kind of scenario that uh canon was in they'd probably just die of not knowing it like you know how many of them yeah how how if, if Plo Clune is a specialist of just like investigations in you know just blending into the normal Coruscant underworld if he's a specialist in that that must mean that like normal jedi masters would still have no idea how to operate just on their own right
2: yeah
1: exactly because they'd
2: always be acting like a forgive it but like a stupid master which just like you go mm-hmm. into a situation it's like no you cannot do this blah blah yeah. blah blah. it's like that's not how the world works buddy did you guys mm-hmm. want to talk
1: more about uh like ken kind of escaping the the clones and seeing what happens there like I really enjoyed um, him stealing um the guy's ship and like mm-hmm. getting all the Arc one seventies just like right around Coruscant about to take him out and he's <laughs> trying to figure out like what's gonna happen, like what what's gonna happen to Caden next.
2: Pretty cool. Well, him him hiding in the forest was uh my impact of like, okay, you do know things, you you have learned something in this world, he like covers himself up in the brush. Yeah. And hides under and everything like that was like okay you're you're not just simple it's like that that was a pretty smart move, I uh, yeah I enjoyed that for sure. The
1: way they did mm-hmm. hyperspace too, um like just the the way they use the effects during drawing or post process stuff, um mm-hmm. it looks beautiful and like oh my god they just did a really good job at the colors and like when you when Kanan's feeling sad the colors reflect that around him like when he's mm-hmm. you know really sad and whatnot in the alleyway it's like raining and super dark and. He's just not having it. (laughs) And Mm -hmm. it's just, it's very interesting in the way they use the colored backgrounds and things when, you know, they're arguing with each other and and whatnot. I just, I feel like they did a really good choice with the, the art and the, I don't know. I don't know how comics go together, but I'm sure there's some sort of like direction of how the panels are arranged. Mm -hmm. Um, And they do, I don't know. It's just, they use the pages very, very well and using foreground and background and having panels kind of overlap each other. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, yeah,
0: there's a there's a good way that they do. Um, in in my head, I always call these like anti Mary Sue moments. Okay. Um, just just like ways to make the character more oh, gro- more kind of yeah, kind of more grounded and and have them have, have a more unique, not kind of generic um, backstory to them. So I did really like how uh, Kanan and it's the guy, Jaren, right? Uh, Janice, sorry. How, uh, Kanan and Janice, their relationship doesn't start. Cause you know, it's a, a super stereotypical one would be like, Oh, this kid's on his own. Don't worry, kid. I'll teach you the ways.
2: I'm outside.
0: You know, yeah. I'm, I'm your new mentor now. And instead it's like, he, the guy's like, no, just leave, get out. And then Kanan steals his ship. Yeah. <laughs> and he kind of forces him <laughs> well, to he, kind he, of he's find him. Like, mm. He was realistic. He's like, you're a liability. I don't want yeah. you yeah exactly get like sleep get and then leave, and then you know he ends up being a liability he steals the ship um yeah, I just thought that that was a really neat way to spin that kind of uh, men- like mm-hmm. um like mentor student relationship
3: um
2: one thing uh the last thing I want to say about issue two really um I like the scope of when we, when episode three first came out and Mm. you see obi-wan go into the temple and leave the message you you don't see him say it. he just kind of hits the button and then it kind of cuts away right Mm. but like with all these different like books and comics and everything you can see just how far that range went because he pretty much hit everybody or like no matter who they are at this point you see like oh they're taking out a hollow communicator and who is it obi-wan pops up being like don't come back to the temple
3: Mm. whatever
2: you do like that was just like okay yeah, this I'm glad they were able to get that message out at the very least. Because yeah. imagine if he hadn't on that point, yes. Yeah. How how many of them would have been like, mm, yeah, what's going on? Let's all go back and figure it out. I'm like, okay.
0: Oh yeah. Well, yeah, and that's a good point too, because yeah, you see an extended and uh new canon. how many Jedi's first reaction is we need to go back to
2: the tower and on. figure stuff yeah. out. Yeah. And there's he's like, No. That's the last thing anybody needs to do right now,
0: yeah. Which makes yeah, it cause... like, it,
2: like we were saying before, right? Which is how dependent they are when it's like, you know, you need to survive on your own now, don't come back to the temple.
3: Oh, god,
2: man. more. What do I do? More panic. It's like, wherever it's... that's why, like, whoever was stationed out on like remote worlds or doing whatever, it's like, you know, the people, you know, the community, just they know you. Mm. Get off that plane and go to a different one, but you know how to at least be from observing people from how long. if you can't do that one then just roll over.
3: Mm.
1: I think I think the really nice thing about um I'm just jumping into issue three right now, is mm-hmm. that um like even even after Cannon steals his ship and stuff, like he doesn't want anything to do with him. <laughs> and then he comes back and actually saves him in the alleyway. And it just kind of speaks to, like, Kanan or Caleb. Um, he mm-hmm. still can't get out of that Jedi mindset where he's trying to save people that he, he knows or cares about, I guess, in a certain way. Um, like, he could have just left and gone on, and on his own thing, but he needed somebody to kind of take care of him, and this guy, what was his name? Um, Janus. Janus. Yeah, Kazmir, Kazmir Janus. And, like, Janus Kazmir? Something yeah. like that. <laughs> and, like, he needed somebody to kind of show him the ropes, and he knew that janice could do that for him so um the fact that he he goes back and tries to like save him and and pair up with him is pretty cool i think like you said it's a little bit more realistic than just being like yeah i'll train you buddy it's more of like a Mm. get out of here he saves you okay you have some sort of like value to me at this moment um the nice the the thing that we were talking about with the the hologram with obi-wan kenobi and him warning all the jedis we can connect a holo communicator to a holocron and transfer messages via USB. I don't know if you guys noticed that. Yeah, right? <laughs> <Basically. laughs> it looks like a lightning connector on the back, on the back <laughs> of that uh, device. Yeah, it's pretty funny. I was wondering how we got it like moved over. Because in Rebels, we see him listening to it on the um, holocron using the Force. Mm. And it's a smart idea to transfer that to the holocron so then he you know, can keep it safe. Because you need to be Force-sensitive or at least have the ability to mm. use the Force, right? Um, but man, Janice's cost like his helmet when they're like doing like the little mission and stuff is mm. really cool. Um, I don't know if you guys remember that helmet, but it's in issue three mm. oh, near the end and it looks, it looks bad. I was like, I want that helmet in star Wars, the old Republic. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah. Like,
2: the, it looks like a winged kind of like old, like Almost uh, kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Like, I really combine, like
1: it. If you combine like an inquisitor helmet with like some sort of like metal feathery look, that's kind of what you get, but it, it's mm. it suits uh, Janice a lot. And I like, it's like a the Valkyrie undercover.
2: helmet almost. Yeah. Yeah. Very
1: similar. And at the end of that chapter, they, they reveal Canon is a Jedi and he's kind of being turned over by Janice. Did you guys have any yeah. points about uh, issue three that you guys wanted to go through?
2: Well, it's a good, it's a good life story kind of thing for him, It's like, yeah, I'm showing you the ways, but also you can't trust anybody. So mm-hmm. next time you reach for that saber, you're grabbing a blaster instead.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: But the fact that like, this was the issue where he's just like, you know, you really have to cut costs with everything, cut the braid off. You finally get the hairstyle he has, the outfit he has in rebels. is just like a slight alteration to the one he's wearing now.
1: Yeah. He's starting to become mm-hmm. Kanan.
2: Yeah. But you guess you can see where he gets the name from, right? Yeah. And yeah. Ca- yeah. Asmere Kanan. It's very similar.
0: Oh, yeah, and even, like, the, the Janus part for uh, Jairus, like, uh, yeah, it, it's it's so clear that he's just taken it all from his master. But it also, uh, what I liked about this, this and then the next couple issues, is it, it really kind of helped set up Kanan in, like, Rebels, uh, and also, oh, God, what was the first book we did? New Dawn?
2: New yeah, Hope, I New, New Dawn. Dawn. Yeah, New
0: Dawn. Yeah. And New Dawn because it it really kind of makes more sense to me. I mean, it made sense when I first read it, but it makes more sense now why he's so evasive with Hera. Yeah, and he just refuses to give her a straight answer for so much of that book because you know once you see you trust how. Right? Yeah, exactly. And now, now from this and the next issue, he kind of learns how this all goes, and that even though Janice is someone that he looks up to, he he can't necessarily trust him all the time. Right. He just has to expect that he'll do what he can and then make plans for if it doesn't go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah. I thought that was a cool. It, it's, it's a very, if you read this comic, or these two comics, and then New Dawn, and then Rebels, you have such a wealth of backstory about uh, Kanan by then. It just kind of makes the last season of Rebels hurt a little bit more. <laughs>
1: yeah. Well, let's uh... get into,
0: Ed,
1: is there anything you wanted to say about issue three, or do you want to get into issue four?
2: Um you can get into issue four.
1: That's okay. fine. So I guess issue four is when they get into the uh the, like Canon's imprisoned, I guess. Mm-hmm. In in that like cell. Um there's a lot of cool action shots and like again, like the way they use the panels and things in the in the page, uh the way they do spreads for scenes and like to pass time between uh Canon and J and, uh, Janice is really cool. I really I really think they did a great job on Just showing you that they're they're working together and they're building that bond with each other. Mm. And then Mm -hmm. you see—is it Captain Styles or what is his name? Yeah, Captain Styles. Yeah, Captain Styles—the guy who he's basically on. Like, I don't know. He's just focused on taking Kanan down, and he knows Mm. like they're making it from planet to planet, trying to take him um, and trying to find him. But Mm -hmm. uh, there's some really good moments between um, Kanan and uh, Janice. I feel I feel like I really enjoyed Janice's character at first you're like who is this like idiot and then you slowly start to get to know him and you really get invested in the character yeah and, um and then you get introduced back to general um Cleve so yeah badass the character turn
2: of Cleve what's he <laughs> calling himself in this one some
0: other name um oh yeah the the alias he's using
2: yeah. But it's it's cool to see, like, the realistic look on everything. He's like, oh, I guess you were on the Republic side when we fought. Mm. Oh, well. See, how do you like your Republic now? <laughs> kind of thing.
0: It's like, see, yeah. maybe we
2: weren't so wrong. It just makes yeah, you question
0: it, everything. It's It's that nice, like, same gray tone from the first issue where it's mm-hmm. like, you know, yes he was a villain and he really does look like a bad guy when he first shows up. But you know, if you're able to make him that sympathetic that quickly, I mean, it helps that we never actually saw him do anything super evil. Yeah. Um, cause it can justify
2: what he's talking about. Just like, yeah.
0: It was on the side that made the most sense to me. Yeah. It, it reminds me of like Cleave is, is the opposite of, um, Clovis from Clone Wars. Yeah. Yeah, Where, yeah, because like I, I sympathize with him, and I get what Cle like what Cleve meant with everything. But with Clovis, I'm like, so you're an idiot who did stupid things, and then try they tried to make him sympathetic in the end. And I was like, but why doesn't Anakin just let him die? Yep. <laughs> rush um, Clovis, yeah, yeah I'm, what a character. I mean to to be fair to you know because I'm not gonna uh, you know I'm not trying to to. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Insult Felony or anything like that. Um, mm-hmm. Rush is much more clearly set up as like an, a villain, and he's going against Anakin. So I'm clearly going to be super biased against him. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's just something that that kind of came out to me where I was just like, "Huh," oh. because I remember reading it and being like, "Man, I feel I feel for Cleve. And then I was watching through a bunch of Clone Wars stuff, and I was like, "Oh yeah, Clovis. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a second." <laughs> I was I was really just watching it so I could watch the sled fight against Embo because I love that scene. Oh, that's oh, so good! I
1: love Embo. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> what did you guys think of the planet Lawn and just like the kind of tropical feel? Um, as just, like a setting. Just like when he's escaping,
2: um, the clones. To... Yeah, when he's trying to get away from them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like that underwater shot was really nice.
1: Yeah, where he's like swimming with the fishes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's not a metaphor. That's he's actually swimming with the fishes. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, there's some really cool stuff, and he's like walking around. and he kind of pairs up with Cleve a bit. Um, I, l- I just gotta say, again, they outdo themselves with the ship designs. Like, mm, I don't I know, like I don't know what it is, but like Cleve's ship that he has and Janice's ship, I just really enjoy them. Um, they have really interesting designs, and they're believable in the Star Wars universe. I think that's a big thing with designs when you make something new yeah. is you have to make sure it's believable within the Star Wars universe. So it has to have, I guess, like elements of other ships that have been seen in either the movies or the comics or the TV shows that have already been before it just mm-hmm. to kind of ground that ship in in canon, right?
0: Yeah, like I I really like the look of the Kazmiri. That ship looks really cool.
1: Yeah. Um, the ship Cleave had
0: – it's not too bad. My my biggest problem with it was when it first showed up. When Every time I look at that ship – it just looks like a a slightly souped up sky. Uh, what are they called? T four T sixteen Skyhopper. The s- the sad little patrol crafts on Tatooine. Oh, ah. yeah, that looks like a triangle with wings on each side because it's that same thing with that triangle on on uh, a triangle with a wing on every point.
3: Mm.
0: Kind of design that made me think of that, and so I was like, "Oh, that's not a very good ship." But then I'm just thinking of the Skyhoppers, so. Um. Yeah, people don't know what I'm talking about. Look up T-16 t- Skyhopper. It's from the famous line when Luke says, I, I used oh, to pull bulls I womp rats in my yep. Skyhopper. Because, <sighs> you know, back when we needed to make every line of of the original movies into an actual thing. Um, and yeah, then, as much as... Sorry, sorry, I'm just I'm going on a tangent now. But as much <laughs> as I, I I don't like some of the new canon choices, I will never ar- argue with some of the things that they do because now I'm just remembering what Lobot was like in the Extended Universe.
1: Yeah, and what they did with him in this is amazing.
0: Yeah, Lobot Lobot in the Lando comics is great. Yep. Like it's, it's a much cooler... You feel for him. You really do. Like,
2: as, every... yeah, as, I don't want to get too much into it. Yeah, but
0: yeah, as opposed to in the Extended Universe where he was like a peaceful protester and Lando's chef. And it's like, what? Really? That's I... what he was? Yeah, he was he... undersold a lot. My God. Yeah, and... So, so many, and it was it was a lot of things that, like, make sense in our world but don't in Star Wars. Like, one thing that I was always confused about is, is I actually, granted, I read this on Wikipedia, so it, oh, he he won, like, Android of the Year from Jabba the Hut because the of his peaceful protest in Clouds somewhere. I can't remember. It's so dumb. It's just, like, you know, you've got that and, like, some other, the, the Killick arc was super weird. But I'm, you know, I'm going on a whole tangent now. There's good things of the extended universe and there's good things in the new canon. So yeah, and I am glad that some of this new canon stuff is turning out good.
1: Well, and uh, the chapter, or the issue four stuff with uh, canon getting captured by um, the Styles. clones. Yeah, mm-hmm. and he basically just like beats him down onto the ground and knocks him out. Because um, he
2: reaches for his lightsaber instead of his blaster. And it's,
1: yeah, it's not there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I thought it was pretty good. Like the face on um, General Cleave is pretty good. Like he's actually like, invested in canon and he's like no don't take him um mm-hmm. really interesting so let's get into issue five i guess
0: oh uh one other mm-hmm. sorry one one last thing before we get into that because it's something that dan mentioned that i thought of was how in this issue you start liking janice janice rescues
1: oh yeah caleb. At, the be- at the beginning oh yeah. okay
0: and, yeah. and you're like oh that's when i started liking janice and like that occurred to me as well because i was super on the fence you know obviously when he betrays caleb be like oh how dare he um, but it also got me thinking where, uh, there was a, a video I was watching a while back that's talking about how Star Wars works really well when it's cyclical, yeah. um, when it's just like events repeating themselves in different ways and shapes and forms. So it reminded me of, of when people really started liking Han, um, you know, when he comes back at the end yeah. of episode four and kind saves- like a
1: redemption of the character. Yeah, and yeah.
0: that's that seems to be like a, a good way to have a smuggler become a redeemable character.
1: I mean- making a good choice
2: yeah, it's like you're being pragmatic and people are angry because it's like, no you're supposed to help our hero it's like not yeah. dude they want to kill me i'm out yeah. yeah like any of us would think that way so it's 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 really hypocritical at the same time but then you see him come back and you're just like oh, okay i don't feel like one anymore because he did save him after all and it's yeah. just like <laughs> yeah because you weren't gonna come back would you You'd have been 10 years out of there
0: yeah, exactly, because so, it cause it, yeah, cause it reminded me of two other things, one from Nucan and one from Legends. Uh, the Legends one it reminded me of is, I remember most people saying that they didn't know what to think of Talon, uh, Talon Card. Yeah. Until he shows up with, with uh, the Alliance and the Wild Card. Mm-hmm. Um, I like I mean, Talon
2: Card a lot, though. <laughs> he was oh, awesome.
0: yeah, but he, he is super kind of, not really scummy, but he's kind of like, you know... Um, that's what I'm looking for. If it, if it doesn't help him out, there's no investment. Exactly. Right? Yeah, he, he's he's very self-centered until he shows up the wild. I mean, also, you know, the wild card shows up and you're like, smugglers can't have Star Destroyers? <laughs> but the, om- <laughs> the
2: only reason he showed up is because he's just like, I'm getting a Republic payout out of this. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's <laughs> why I'm here. We agreed to this beforehand. I'm making sure you honor this deal. The minute you tell me I'm not getting this, I'm out and I'm taking all my people with me yeah, so exactly. it's it's on you am i am yeah. i here to do this and it's just like yeah okay then let's yeah. help luke
0: <laughs> yeah yeah and and then the same kind of thing with uh uh din in, in mandalorian because I, i've I, I like watching reactions to things i enjoy so i was watching reactions to mandalorian and mm-hmm. the amount the amount of people who turn on him as soon as he hands over baby yoda it's like oh Oh, no yeah the the two responses i always see are people going like how dare he or well he's coming back for him right
1: exactly because our morality like people don't kind of see that like our morality is different than someone that's in a different situation in a different universe like he's a bounty hunter this is his job he's been doing it for years you know like he's been desensitized but at the same time you can tell as soon as he he gets, at the end of episode one in The Mandalorian, mm-hmm. when he gets the baby, you can tell that he's there. He wants to protect it rather than kill it. So mm-hmm. you can tell there's a conflict there. And I think that's why people really got upset when he actually took the baby in, Ibiota. Yeah. So mm.
2: I, I mean, you- this is this is the same generation of people that watch Game of Thrones. So nobody can say diddly about, <laughs> about betrayal or anything like that. Yeah. We've all seen The Red Wedding. We know what happens. (laughs) People will sometimes just make choices. And if you don't know, you're not going to like all of them. You can judge them all you want. Oh, is he going to come back? No, initially, he should have just, I don't know what you are. I don't know anything about Jedi or whatever this is. Mm. What's to stop him from putting, you know, pew pew? Okay, job's done. Let's go. Professional. (laughs) If anything, this shows like, okay, yeah, I shouldn't be hired to do these kind of jobs at all.
1: Right. Mm. You want to guys get into issue number 5. Let's do it. All right. Um what happened in issue 5? I can't remember. It was uh, it starts it's, off
2: it's... with him getting talking to the clones who are arguing about why he isn't
0: dead yet and why is he still alive? Why is he a prisoner?
1: Oh yeah. Yeah, and,
0: and Caleb uh trying to to reach uh get through to them through being do you really think the commander that you respected for all those years would betray the republic
1: and it kind of gives him a no it was the
2: emperor yeah right yeah they're
1: gonna believe that okay and then he spaces himself he spaces the clones and himself well uh, he tries
0: he tries to space them
1: yeah and then he basically is out in space and gets um picked up by um janice because janice and um uh cleave come find him and try and like rescue him and stuff and they do yeah which is awesome um, they have some really, like, the space battle there is pretty good. <laughs> A transport versus, like, some yeah. starfighters.
0: The the one thing that, that I was surprised about, first thing, I mean, this is just me. I didn't realize Ghazanti even had guns.
1: Yeah, uh, exactly.
0: Because I, I play Armada where you can get Gazontis as transports, but they can't fire. There's no, or I think there's, like, one, like one gun on them. Which um, basically
2: to... makes it no point,
0: kind of. Yeah, exactly. Like, you're going to fire and, like, singe an X-Wing. Um, so like they I never really thought of them as being combat capable. Mm-hmm. So it was interesting to see, okay, they can stand their own against fighters, but I was, it also made me interested in, I'm curious when the Gazanti was put into service because this is not many years after the Clone Wars, right?
1: No, this is like right after Order 66, right? So it's, it's very, yeah. very close.
0: Like, like with Kanan's hair growth, I'd be willing to give it like maybe a year.
1: Yeah, maybe two. Plus, you know, the, yeah, maybe yeah. a year or two.
0: Um, so I'm, I, I was surprised to see them boarding a Gazanti, being like, oh, okay. I, I didn't realize
1: they were already existed at this point. Exactly. Yeah, it's interesting to see the the different like ships and like transports and stuff they use on planets and Especially whatnot.
2: Especially with a lot of the shipyards probably being either commandeered or destroyed during the Clone Wars, too. It'd be like, you know, yeah, yeah.
0: how many are left that can push out ships, though? Mm. And then it, it, with that same timeline, it gets me interested in... Um, how quickly the Rebellion formed. I don't even remember what the canon forming the Rebellion story is anymore. Um, oh,
2: God. It's been done, like, 10,000 times and so many interpretations. Nobody really knows what... Like, it should be... Um,
0: God, what was the movie before... That's for, what I remember is the Force Unleashed one, but uh, that's not canon anymore. See, yeah. that one was awesome,
2: <laughs> but... Um, yeah. Oh, God, it was my favorite new, the new canon stuff, and I Rogue One. But, like, they were already formed before then, right? Oh, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. we still had, like, the undercover stuff. And hopefully we get that TV show soon. With the Cassian Endor. Uh, yeah, yeah, the Cassian yeah. Andor. There's been rumors yeah, about
1: it, which we'll talk about on the discussion show, but, oh, my God, I can't wait for it.
2: Because that, yeah, that would give a lot more insight into, like, okay, the Rebellion, and maybe they'll give us a little more as to when it started. Because it would have had to... Like the protests would have had to start as soon as the empire was formed because the Imperial Senate was still there,
3: right? Mm -hmm.
2: And planets like Alderaan before being blown up and everything would still be on there. (laughs) So there would be heavy voices of dissent Mm -hmm. and everything at the same time being like, what is this? What's going on? Why are we doing this? So Mm -hmm. I could see that being like, you know what? No, we've had enough time to start something, time to fight back. And I can see that being the beginning of like talks of rebellion, yeah. sort of thing like that. You probably have like
0: that's a Mon- good point. I I'd love to see the the Andor series build that up. Um, yeah, like
2: Mon Mothma sorry, talking the Andor to yeah, like talking to mm-hmm. um, uh, Leia and then or not even Leia but Bail against at this point. Yeah, because
0: Leia would stop. Bail like, and Garm. yeah, yeah, like it would be cool to see like yeah, Bail and Garm and on mothma and all that kind of forming it but because one of the things that i i've it only exists in art right now oh but i'm dying to see it hmm? no
2: sorry uh continue your thought i have i just thought of something but okay. i'll say it after
0: um yeah because one of the things that I it's only ever been shown in art right now but i'm dying to see it is that the first republic or sorry the first rebellion fleets were mostly made up of cis ships um that they'd either repurposed or just bought or gotten off of junk worlds because that was the only way you could make a non imperial uh starf- starship basically um so there there's pictures of of you know like early rebellion fights where they're using like luger hulks and um uh munificent classes in combat. And I, that just always seems so cool to me. Like They still have the blue Separatist colors, but there's a red Rebellion symbols painted onto it.
2: See, because um, um, with the first thing, as soon as you mentioned that, it made me think of mm. um, the Rise of uh, Vader, I think it was, or Lords of the Sith, mm. where they were using old, like you were saying, Separatist tech. They were using buzz droids and stuff like that, and everything they saved up throughout the years to do this attack on the Emperor and Vader mm. and try to kill them, and all that was Separatist attack. But in between the whole Empire Rebellion and stuff like that, we still had um lazy eye, lazy eye, lazy eye, Saw, Saw Carrera. Yes. Um, <laughs> st- st- still going through all his stuff, and he was more violent and stuff like that, but that could mm. be considered, like, pre-Rebellion or, like, the thought of rebellion going on while they were trying to form their not so violent but
0: violent one mm-hmm. yeah that's a good point oh man yeah being able to see like the connections, I, now. yeah right just I, like because that would also be that i'm so many possibilities for that series right because yeah it'd be cool to see that, that one rebellion start to splinter and start forming mm. those offshore groups, and how that whole thing came about, and then them discovering Yavin—you know, so many things. That you yeah,
2: because they were—they always referred, especially in Rebels, they said it too, where it was like, you know, there's a lot of splinter factions, but we're not one whole joined-up thing yet. Is mm. what they were saying. Like we have, like there's these guys doing their stuff out there, and these guys doing their stuff out there. Saw was still around during that time, so his yeah. group was doing whatever. So it's like it was all skirmishes everywhere, but no big war, actually, mm. until we get to like Hoth and Yavin and all that. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um Yeah, in terms of the issue itself. <laughs> yeah, <I was laughs> doing with got this. off on a there. I was I was enjoying
1: <laughs> this conversation. Just listening to it. It's pretty good. Um so at the end at the end of this, we get back into like the the main kind of story with Kanan and like the rebels crew. Um because mm. they're coming back to um collar, right? And then at the very end he's like, Nope, Kanan Jarrus has never been to collar because when he was there he was still Caleb Doom. Mm-hmm. So or kid in that instance. But yeah,
0: uh, he's he's we're we're repeating the apparently it is an entire Jedi tenant to a certain point of view is absolutely fine.
1: Yeah, just do it to everybody <laughs> you know and you can never lie. Yeah. <laughs> it's not lying if it's a certain point of view. Exactly. Let's let's do uh issue six then. Let's wrap it up. Mm -hmm. sorry i'm gonna uh,
0: once more jump back because the the one last thing that i did (laughs) (laughs) uh interesting with this issue is the legitimate regret that gray has kind of realizing that whole thing um you know and and the fact that caleb's points really stuck with him so it does kind of we you you were talking about it before with that order 66 where it's like a switch flipping um and it it really kind of shows with that and then uh, you know, going again to the Lost Episodes. Is it even Lost Episodes anymore? I guess not. It, it's still everywhere. But, so, you know, Season 6 of Clone Wars where... Oh, God. I can't remember which clone it is that has Order 66 activated early.
3: Oh.
0: Um, spoilers um, six it's Five
2: friend Echo, I think. Is
3: it Echo? <sighs>
0: because think okay you you might be right I, I it's been a long time but yeah like that whole thing where you know it's the same kind of thing he doesn't even realize what he's doing um that leads into that whole conspiracy which is oh man such a such a cool couple of episodes um yeah it's interesting to see that you know they there is a f- aftermath and a fallout from all that kind of stuff um and then it, it's the same kind of thing with that uh it was talking about earlier because they they have that fallout to a much more tragic degree, I feel with uh, dealt with uh, Omega Squad, with mm-hmm. uh, you know the stories with what happened to them after Order sixty six and how some of them stick with the Empire and it was tough. Tough. Okay. Yeah. 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 That.
3: Yeah.
2: That makes sense. And then five start going crazy after. Yeah, because he starts. Yeah. He notices and he learns because he he figures it out and he's trying to tell people, but he thinks he's going crazy and he looks yeah. crazy and he's acting crazy and the poor guy gets shot down by uh Fox,
0: the worst the... clone commander. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine though. He gets he gets his comeuppance he gets his come and a very cool uh, ending scene. <laughs> Which wasn't as cool as his other, but he doesn't die in that. It's like Fox has a much cooler battle scene. I'm sure we we've all seen the the Samurai Jack style uh, Clone Wars. Yep. So his 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 almost last stand in that one is so much better. But he was also much much less of an ass in, in that series. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm, I, yeah. Getting back to what I was originally talking about. Yeah, it's just it's interesting to see that kind of the the. Repercussions of having to follow Order sixty six, and you get that nice kind of balance between Gray and Styles, showing that you know all the clones could have gone either way. It really just comes down to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Issue six. <laughs>
1: <laughs> issue six. Do you want to run us through um, some things that you enjoyed about it, there, Noma? Or yeah, sure. Um, yeah,
0: Noma, go for it. The the things that i enjoyed i mean the story is really interesting i did like the the kind of twist with gamut key i I didn't see that coming um and just kind of like the realities of the empire because for some for a species who were told in episode or in the first issue really don't care about politics and don't even see a difference between the separatists and uh and the Republic. republic for that same leader who didn't care and then insults deepa um to then turn around now and be like hey uh I'm not saying that I'm anti-Empire, but if there was a rebellion, it kind of like really shows me how, how much the Empires changed from the Republic, how much worse they've gotten since then. Um, yeah, it, it was interesting. It's got a, it's got a nice story to it. Um, my only kind of thing, I also did like how it's one of the only times where them landing and being like, we're not smugglers. We're not the bad guys. And it actually working Mm. You know, most of the time, it's like, oh, we'll take them away anyways. Yeah. Check uh, the ship. Yeah. We don't have anything. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, they don't have anything.
2: Okay. Yeah. It's all right. Yeah. All right, keep going. Hey, normal um, interaction. Wow.
0: Yeah, exactly. He's not a, he's not a, a mustache-twirling villain. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> my, my only real gripe with, the, with this issue, and it, it, it happened in, in 4 as well, and hopefully I'm not coming off as space race. He's just saying this but man i cannot tell the difference between janice and tarpolsk um i couldn't tell the difference when janice broke him out in issue four i was like is this a no a random guy or janice or some other person oh it's me janice oh okay cool um and then yeah and then (laughs) in this issue too when he's like oh my god it's tarpolsk and i was like how can you tell (laughs) (laughs) they both look the same to me oh no there's the line. Oh god. Yeah, right,
2: exactly. I was like, like we're, we're shut down. That's it. Yeah that, that's <laughs> oh, a no. that's a problem
1: I had too, is just like they look very similar. Yeah. <laughs> like,
2: okay. It's yeah. like I was looking for patterns and like different markings or anything, and it's just like, is there one?
1: Yeah, no know. kidding.
0: Yeah. It's that same it's that same kind of thing where like I guess it, it is the downside when you, you can't really draw aliens with like how would you even do that? Like you know, distinguish facial features. This is yeah. the same thing. If you took a Vet from Swole and put her next to um, Sekira. Yeah. yeah, like they're both blue skinned Twilix. I'd only be able to tell because I know Vet has markings on her her twin tails. I think the other or thing too is like slave if you had color that's still on. If you had yeah, like them right?
1: wear something on their on their face or like a hat or like a, <laughs> I don't know, like a like well, Chewie. How do you tell him apart? It's like the bandolier. You yeah. know what I mean?
0: What's yeah? What's the difference between him and Tarful if you get rid of the braids, right? right. Um mm-hmm. Tarful's darker. That's true. But yeah, uh,
2: I, I, I get the point. I'm just being facetious.
0: No, no, it, it is a good point. Like, there are enough things with Tarful, But yeah, in, in general, like, it's usually really hard for... I, I've only ever really seen it done... There's only one series where I've really seen aliens done to a point where it's like you can tell... The difference between them when they're not really human looking and that was mass effect but it's only one race in mass effect
2: no Sleeve the quarian uh, the or the um no it's
0: the bird um yes yes the turians that's exactly turians, what i'm thinking yeah. of
2: yeah because they are clearly distinct yeah i guess because the armor they're wearing <laughs> it's
0: it's, it's the yeah right because yeah because even with them it's like they all have different of the faces, eyes, like, though. yeah they have different colored eyes and they have face markings um and then a few of the, the Turians have different face structures, and that really helps. Um, yeah, because everything males,
2: else... Well, they look very similar to the males, so that was another hard distinction to come across. Oh,
0: yeah, so that's the weird thing. In Mass Effect 3, Andromeda. they changed that. 3 and Andromeda, they changed the, the face structures. But 3, it was only in DLC. hmm And that's when it gets weird, because, well, let's not get into how much of a dumpster fire uh, Mass Effect 3 is but yeah you, you like <laughs> yeah back to i was gonna say a, a better sci-fi universe but they're both equally good honestly yeah. and no. they both got ruined in the same kind of fashion I so think that's the thing that you,
1: you um, definitely run into is like the how do you tell aliens apart that are from the same species or race or whatever um yeah. it's very it's very interesting to kind of yeah especially in a medium where they're they're not voiced like a comic um it's very hard mm. to, to tell but uh yeah i don't know it's I think I thoroughly enjoyed the this first volume of canon. I don't know about you guys, but
2: yeah, the fact the the way it ends is awesome too, because it's just like, all right, hey, Jedi, he's he's not trained enough to like fight off like any damage or poison or anything like that, so he's just kind of, oh, Spectre One, come in. Oh no, I'm passed out in the floor, I'm bleeding out. Sorry.
1: <laughs> yeah. Exactly.
0: Yeah. The the man. The man who survived an entire clone battalion's ambush gets taken out with a knife to the back. Right. <laughs> who would It's like, yeah. okay. Which is, I mean, we're getting a little bit past what we're supposed to do now, but I, yeah. it, it is a line from issue seven that I really like,
3: mm. where
0: Zeb's just like, really? A Jedi <laughs> gets taken down by a knife in the back. Yep. Mm. <laughs> and it's just it like...
2: It's like, seriously, man, I can't, I can't let that go. That's how, how trash a Jedi are you? Yeah, right. <laughs> it's like, technically I was never knighted,
3: so.
0: Yeah, well, he hasn't, yeah, exactly. <laughs> we need to get farther for the knighting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, o- overall, you know, like I kind of said before, it's, it's a really nice look into Kanan's, um. Into Kanan's backstory, and mm-hmm. it really, especially with with um, you know, some of the other things that you you really see and kind of the conflicting, it, it makes him such a, a more interesting character, and uh, you get a lot closer to him between yeah, this like, and New Dawn. Yeah, I, this, I, I originally
1: this... read these when like Rebels was being released, and it definitely mm-hmm. made you like feel for Kanan a little bit more. That's for sure.
2: See, which like doing reading this is like more where I can understand a little more why you like Kanan so much.
1: Yeah, kind of mm-hmm. thing.
2: Whereas just like before, it's just like yeah, you know, cool.
1: And cans, cans. that
2: fight with the the Grand Inquisitor is awesome, and
1: mm-hmm. everything.
2: But it's like, yeah, okay, he's he's you know, he's okay. Like you can <laughs> see, like backstory helps every time. Oh yeah, The definitely. more you have, the more developed the character, the better they are. It's just it, it goes hand in hand, right?
1: Especially when executed yeah. like this one. Like this one is awesome.
2: Exactly. Way, like, mm. That's why I wanted more people like in the um, in the extended universe with like Korin Horn and Jedi like that. Yeah, like, why They yeah. were so interesting because you got so much story on them, and mm. I was dying to see more of his story, and I just couldn't find it. But that's again, <laughs> yeah. we've been on like the amount of One Piece tangents we've been on in this. Oh, definitely.
1: <laughs> Backstories galore. Del- Speaking of those. See, we always vote. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. See, that was a good
2: transition mm-hmm.
1: right there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did you guys want to get into the ratings?
0: Ah, uh, yeah, uh, for sure. I, I do sure one, a volume on this point right. um, every time. <laughs> speaking, speaking of, tang- <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> well, just speaking of tangents, and, and then just the characters in general. Yeah, um yeah. And again, we'll we'll go into this more with when we get into Canon Volume Two because it's mm-hmm. uh, more explored there. But I, for one, am really happy to also get the new, new, uh, yeah, new canon backstory for Deepa, because um, yeah. beforehand we all we had was, and I, I, we talked about this before. I've talked with, with Dan about how he needs to read this with Shatterpoint, um, which yes. is one of the best friggin' Star Wars novels ever. Oh my god, Shatterpoint is so good. the um, new. Yeah, right. And you learn all about Vapod and how Deepa still- kind of got. yeah yeah. Yeah, right his whole like that that lightsaber style almost no one can do and how deepa was like semi-corrupted by it Mm -hmm. and she was such an interesting kind of like she reminded me of uh like an apocalypse now kind of like the colonel character where it's like kind of has completely broken but is also on something that has a really good point um so just to see her again now and then again I, I won't go too much into this cuz we'll we'll be talking about it in volume 2 but see how you, there's that same kind of of broken theme running with uh both versions of her character. I just thought that was super super interesting. Um and it's cool, you know, you you kind of see that and I you you hope that it's it's a nod to the old canon. I'm not 100% sure, but um yeah, that was just it's it's Nice to see a lesser known Jedi master getting some spotlight. Yeah. That,
1: Can't wait yeah. for Plo Koon.
0: Oh yeah. Well, Plo Koon's got some some nice Clone Wars episodes at least.
1: Yeah. Definitely.
0: And then and then you get to see that heartbreaking thing on the side of his LAAT where it says close bros.
1: I know and, then, and they then
0: kill him. Yeah, and then you remember what happened on Cato Neimoidia.
1: <laughs> exactly.
0: But yeah. But yeah. Uh that's the end of my tangent. So from there, let's get into ratings before I go into more tangents. Sure. <laughs> Uh, Dan what did you think of canon in terms of ratings
1: I think it's been I think we talked about it a lot and then like especially me the, the art of this book and the storytelling and how you kind of get to feel for the characters a little bit more as the issues go on um, mm-hmm. they did a very good job mm-hmm. with canon's backstory especially in the first volume here um, so I gave it a 7.5 out of 10. hey we're getting
2: mm-hmm. similar we're getting <laughs> similar but I think this will be the first time where I have actually been more positive than you. Oh, yeah?
1: Or at least given a higher ranking.
2: Fair. Fair. I don't think anybody can beat you on positivity
1: shit. Yes. (laughs) Thanks, man. I appreciate that. (laughs) You're the best. Did anyone tell you that? Oh, no. He's starting. (laughs) Oh, it's the trigger moment. But um, (laughs) 7.5,
2: eh? i was i'm giving it an eight nice i'm looking forward to like reading well rereading more of it but like yeah i I really like this whole series so
0: yeah and uh i'm actually i'm right there with you ed uh i'm also giving it an eight um just because yeah like kind of what we've all been saying it's uh it's honestly outside of um the vader comics it is really the only other comic I've read where it's like, man, I need I need to know more about this. Like I, mm-hmm. I need, more. I I love this. It makes me connect with Kanan a lot more. Granted, I'm not saying the other stuff that we read was bad. Like
1: Lando and stuff is really good too.
0: Yeah, well, actually, I was about to, yeah, Lando was what I was about to mention because with Lando, it's it was one of those things. Where I was like, yeah, if there was more Lando, I'd read it. But you know, I know that there isn't, so.
2: This is the Lando, um, the one where the cover, he's got his hands behind his head, his feet up on the desk. Yeah, kind of in the chair. Yeah, yeah. That one, it was just a good read. Like, I didn't need any more after that. It was just like a, you know what, I, I need an itch to scratch.
1: Yeah, it was like this a typical a heist gone will scratch wrong. that
2: itch. Exactly. Yeah. Um, A book we we need to read where you can uh, definitely get that heist kind of feel. Um, Is it Last Shot, Dan? Um.
1: Yes. Yes, it is. That one was amazing. Okay. It's like Young Lando I... and Young Han.
2: Yeah, but they keep bouncing between um present day and the past heist, and yeah. they go between the two. But it is fantastic.
1: Yeah, it's pretty mm-hmm. good.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm looking forward to reading that one then. Because yes, yeah, like that, it that... If you can, it's really good. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Um. Yeah, because the the kind of opposite of that for me is um. The Chewbacca book, the uh, comic that we read, where it's like it's a fine book. Like, don't get me wrong, it's not like a bad one, but it nothing really happens, and it doesn't really add anything to
1: Chewbacca. Yeah, it's just, it's just there. Yeah, it's like I, I
0: I did sort of kind of have an inkling that Chewbacca might not like slaves, and he might not agree with slavery. So then to just see that again, it's like, okay, so you're just sticking him to the same morals that he had. Ooh. With a nice little payoff at the end. I mean, exactly. again, it's not—it's not an offensive comic. You know, it's not. I'm not going to be like, ah, it's the worst thing ever. But it's just—it's very inoffensive. It's just a, a, like, hey, here's a Chewbacca story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whereas this one, it's like it's building on Kanan, which makes yes. sense again because he has so much less screen time, right?
1: Yeah, I think um, we all—I think we all really did enjoy this this uh, book and or this comic, and it's just—I don't know. It it shows in in the fact that you know there's a lot of thought behind the character and the the people who worked on it really not that people don't care about things when they work on them but mm-hmm. you can definitely tell that they have a passion for for canon and like his backstory and rebels and all that
0: Yeah. Oh yeah, cuz you can tell when someone's just going through the motions of making a character. Um Yeah, like you like you have a good point cuz those moments where it, you know, you show Canon looking kind of gray And you show there being some kind of back and forth with him and his mentor. Um, And just building on the highlights of his life and low points. You know, those are extra steps that you don't necessarily need to take to get this comic story done. But they do definitely help ground the character and make them feel that much more realistic, right? So yeah. That's all I had to say. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Yeah. All right. So with our ratings done, let's get into the outro.
2: And that wraps up our discussion for Canaan Volume 1. If you're interested in that one, you want to hear more, and you want to read the story yourself, definitely check it out and look out for our next episode of Temple Archives, which will co- cover the comic Canaan Volume 2 First Blood. And two books we have for you, Before the Awakening and Tales from a Galaxy Far, Far Away, Aliens, Volume 1.
1: And just a special thanks to uh, Star Wars Audio Comics, who provided us with the audio clips between some of the episodes, or some of the issues that we uh, had here. You might have heard some uh, interesting voices and stuff that were the characters in the comic, and they have their own YouTube channel, which... It's called Star Wars Audio Comics. Uh, I'll put a link in the description of the episode and on our website so you guys can go find it. They do some amazing work in the community. And basically they're going through, it looks like, all of the Star Wars comics in current canon. And just voicing each page with the characters. And they have a great voice cast and they have directors for each series and whatnot. So um, if you guys liked what you heard between our issues and the voices uh, that were depicting those characters... Go check out Star Wars Audio Comics and uh, subscribe to their channel and give them some support because what they're doing is pretty cool and it brings their medium to the comic medium to people who are visually impaired too, which is awesome.
2: Once again, that channel is called Star Wars Audio Comics. If you want to reach us, you can find us through email at voiceoftheforce at gmail.com. We'll use the subject line TA Kanan V1. Once again, it's ta Canan the one. Send us your feedback on the comment. Tell us what you think about it. You'd like it. Did you not like it? What didn't you like about it or like about it? If you want to find us on Twitter instead, that you can find us at the handle at voiceforce pod. remember retweeting our new episode tweets. This helps us with our growing our listener base and our community. And you can be a part of that community too. And it is appreciated. Always is. Let's use the hashtag T A one for uh, for any Twitter messages. If you want to find us on Facebook, you can find us at facebook.com slash voiceforce We've got Instagram. We've got Instagram. <laughs> yes, we do. We've got Instagram. <laughs> Look at that. You can find us there, Instagram.com. Wait, should we is there there's like you have up Instagram names, or are we just voiceforce uh, voice force pod on Instagram as well? We're just voiceforce pod. Awesome. And I'm cool to just leave that how that is. That was actually pretty awesome.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> it kind of just worked out. <laughs> yeah. We have Instagram? Instagram? Yes, we do. Okay. Is it just voice <laughs> pod? Yes, it is. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Air high five. <laughs> yeah. All right, guys. And finally,
2: remember to listen, rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, iHeartRadio, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, TuneIn, overcast, pocketcast and podbean. Reviewing always helps with visibility so if you liked it, didn't like it, hopefully you liked it, you know five stars is great for us, really. Just click the subscribe button and you can get latest episode as soon as it releases. It costs you nothing and remember. — May the force ever serve you. (laughs) (laughs) ——
1: You guys are awesome. I love this.
2: <laughs> can, you, can you keep? The, you should keep your laugh in there, though.
1: No, that was good. That was fantastic. <laughs> on the cover of this, more than I do like the one on the celebration banner, right beside really? Pierce Brosnan as Thron. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty funny. All right. Oh, yeah, that's me. Sorry. Yes, it
0: yeah, Cut, cut like, that part. What's a cue? What, what was that? Yeah. Right. Noma?
2: Well, that was a pretty heavy, heavy discussion. And you can expect more discussions like these on our next episode. Wow. <laughs> not, did I,
1: you not start it? Did no, I you did not no, it's, start it. It's, it's already recording, but I'm just laughing because it's like that was a pretty hefty discussion, and it's going to be like 10 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> just in in retrospect, because we haven't recorded have it. It's, <laughs> I mean, you don't know us. That was a <laughs> hefty discussion. Five minutes later. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I just I just couldn't keep it in. Oh. Oh, shit.
3: <laughs> <laughs> All right, prepare yourself. There's a good better back for back. us. All right.